Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up later on this hour, old Joe went to Arizona today, not far from the border, but that isn't why he went there. In fact, the reporter asked him, you're here. Don't you want to see what's going on at the U.S.-Mexico border? Which is, of course, overrun. You'll hear his response, which tells you everything you need to know about old Joe when it comes to the unbelievable number of migrants who are just entering the United States. Yeah. Uh, this, this clown wants millions of illegal aliens coming in the country every year. He wants it. I so, guess so. So his, uh, this is mission accomplished. All right. Uh, a few months ago, we talked to a reporter, writer by the name of Sam Canonis. He had written an article for L.A. Magazine about L.A. Skid Row and how the whole drug problem there and the way this whole thing is handled is kind of something that's spreading around the whole country. Uh, what was in there and what we talked about with him was this uh, idea that's for too long been the major strategy when it comes to homeless is housing first. And because they can't find the housing, either for reasons it costs too much or people don't want it in their neighborhoods, or it's rejected because it's a shelter or it's some other type of uh, a tiny home or something that the homeless don't want, it just ends us in a quagmire. So what he really wanted to talk about was the drug use problem that has really made homelessness a bigger problem than ever. And he was interviewed by Intelligencer in New York Magazine, Benjamin Hart, the associate editor. And the headline is, How Frighteningly Strong Meth Has Supercharged Homelessness. Yeah, and it blows out of the water the idea that if you build homes for people, it's going to get all these lunatics off the street. 
And it's a pretty straightforward story that he tells. Um, it used to be that the meth that came over the border wasn't all that pure. And eventually the chemists in Mexico were able to make the meth, uh, what used to be 50% meth, is now 99% meth. All the diluting agents have been removed. It's almost 100% pure meth. And what this does is it completely destroys these people's brains. He says it's very difficult for a human brain to accommodate almost 100% meth. And methamphetamine drives people to homelessness. They become incoherent. Extreme psychosis, he calls it. Yeah, irrational, delusional, and paranoid. And if you can stop taking meth, it takes months for the brain to heal. But, of course, meth is addictive, and these brains never heal. They progressively get more and more damaged. So what you have in the streets are damaged people, brain-damaged people whose behavior is completely out of control, and building them a home, they have, they have no interest in it because one of the things that the meth destroys is the brain's ability... For self-preservation. For self-preservation. That was the key phrase in yeah. there, right? And right, so, they don't care. It's just about getting more meth. So if the drug kills your uh, self-preservation desire, what's the point of building homes? They don't want to live in the homes. They don't want to preserve. All they want is the meth. This is 99% pure meth. Never seen it before until the last few years. And that's why you've never seen this many homeless, this many crazy people. And the kind of behavior is so bizarre. Almost every day you either hear a story or you see something in your alone life where you go, I've never seen that before. What is this? And doesn't this? this explain what we've talked about over and over again on the show? If you really had trouble finding housing. You'd figure something out. You'd go live with someone else. You'd move to another place where you could afford a place to live. You would not camp in the park or on the street. But when you're addicted like this, like you said, the, the, the instinct for self-preservation is gone. He says it's also true with fentanyl. These two drugs come in such enormous quantities and have such staggering potency. They do the job far more masterfully than drugs have done it before. So you have methamphetamine that is driving people to homelessness and becoming incoherent and irrational and delusional and paranoid. And fentanyl, he says, highly, highly addictive. It's ridding our country of heroin. There's actually very little heroin on the streets of America, which Canona says might be an amazing thing to say. But fentanyl has essentially outcompeted it. Both of these drugs together and alone Make it so that people will literally refuse treatment, will literally refuse housing, even when they're living in a tent encampment, even when they're living in feces, in lethal temperatures, even when they're beaten, pimped out, because they do such a masterful job in potency and in supply of keeping, of thwarting the instinct of self-preservation. Now, we have heard morons like Arsetti and Newsom claim that they simply don't believe that people will reject homelessness. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, would reject Deck housing, housing, right. right, right, right. And it was clear that people were rejecting housing by the thousands. And I remember Newsom just a couple of years ago just said, "I just don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't accept that." And Garcetti has said similar things. Well, here is why: Newsom and Garcetti either don't know, or are pretending they don't know what the meth and the fentanyl is doing to their brains. I mean, 
living in feces. Where have you ever seen that before? You've never seen that before in your life. There's always no. been homeless people. There's always been drunk staggering around. But people living in their feces, uh, I, I, living in those disgusting tents with all the garbage around them, the degradation is beyond anything I've ever seen in my life. And now there, here's the explanation. Yeah, because we've seen it explode the last six, seven, eight years, and this is a big reason why. It destroys... These drugs are far more potent than ever. It destroys the natural instinct for self-preservation, which we're all naturally born with. That's how the species survives. That's why I was always saying, well, look, if I, if, if I lost my job, I was out of money, I'm not going to go sit in a tent and, like, crap on myself all day, right? <laughs> You're not going to do that. You're, you're going to find a friend. You're going to find a relative. You're going to take some low-level job. You're going to do whatever you have to do to step-by-step step climb out of the mess. However, if I've been snorting so much meth and fentanyl that my brain is damaged, that area of the brain that um, is connected to self-preservation, if that is now damaged or gone, well, then, of course, I'm going to sit like an, an eight-month-old in my diaper filled with poo and just continuing to use until I die. Yeah. That's why we're having so many deaths on the streets. Remember the numbers? What is it now? A couple thousand dying? 2,000 a year. 2,000 yeah. a year. And I like the way they call it overdoses, but I think it's also what we're talking about here because uh, Sam also explained something I was glad to read about these safe injection sites. He says keeping people alive by reviving them with uh, Naxalone has its own risks. And the risks are with, uh, with repeated overdoses, it damages your brain. Your brain's getting a deprivation of oxygen every time you go into overdose. You're seeing this now all over the country that people are being revived, but we're seeing this is not risk-free. People are overdosing and they're developing brain impairment. Yeah. So he didn't necessarily come out against safe injection sites, but, but he said you've got to weigh that against it, whatever it, benefits. It doesn't make them better because what they're doing is little by little, they're damaging their brain, they're damaging their brain, and there's only so much brain you can damage before you're an incoherent mess. And right. you can't be brought back because you can't heal the brain. The brain damage is permanent. Yes. And coincidentally... Headline in the Daily Mail, San Francisco is shutting down its open-air drug market. 20, 23,000 people came to safely inject their drugs. Less than 1%. Only 18 people. Less than 1%. It's like less than 1 100th of 1%. <laughs> only 18 people were referred to drug treatment out of 23,000. 18 out of 23,000. $22 million they wasted. Because getting into treatment means you do have uh, a desire for self-preservation. If that's gone, you don't want no treatment. These, you these, just want more meth. These progressive woke policies are cruel to the drug addicts. They're cruel to the mentally ill. They're, they're, they're just suffering, losing their minds. 2,000 people dying in the streets just in L.A. I mean, it, 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 you could not come up with a crueler program to handle these people and what he says and i think he's right you've, you've got to stop the meth and the fentanyl which are coming from mexico and 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 the the chemicals originally are coming from china 
and they're coming over the border and they're coming to the ports and you need the federal government to do something massive to stop it. And nobody's interested. He says we need to keep in mind that keeping people on the street is going to be a death sentence. There's a saying on the street, and I've heard it from several people. This is Kenotis. There is no such thing as long-term street fentanyl user like there was with heroin. There were people who use heroin for 30, 40 years. But with fentanyl, everybody dies. There may be people using it who function in societies to some degree, but eventually everybody dies. Boy, that's really yeah. resounding, yeah. That, that, that part of the yeah. story. Because fentanyl is, is completely different. It may be an opioid, but it's very cheap. It's very easy to ingest. And it does the damage much more quickly. And I tell you, the epiphany in this is when I read that the drugs themselves destroy the instinct for self-preservation. And it's like, there you go. That's why. That's exactly what it is. Why why we're seeing what we're seeing. This era of homelessness is so impervious to all their programs. There's a reason it's not working for the last five or six years. And that's because it's pure meth and pure fentanyl. But you should read this interview, New York Magazine, the Intelligencer section, and uh, the title of it is How Frighteningly Strong Meth Has Supercharged Homelessness. And of course, it's about fentanyl, too. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, the polls are pretty much closed in the state of Georgia. There's not a lot in, I think 12% I saw. But uh, the incumbent, U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock, has a sizable lead over Herschel Walker in the votes that have come in so far in the state of Georgia in that runoff for the last Senate seat until we have more elections in two years. Uh, We were talking in the last segment about meth, fentanyl, and of course that leads us to our open border. The big problem, of course, not just the homeless and the drug use, but the drugs that get into this country, along with the people. A lot of migrants crossing the border, but less covered is the amount of drugs which are getting into our open border because this administration doesn't care. The Trump administration implemented several rules which tamped down, at least temporarily, on people trying to get into the U.S., including the famous uh, Title 42, which was the health order, and, of course, remain in Mexico, the asylum move. This administration reversing everything. Borders wide open. Today, old Joe went to Arizona. There are two states that are suffering the most right now from this migrant overrun, and those states are Texas and Arizona. When we first came to KFI in the early 90s, John, it was California. Remember that? We actually went to the border, did a show there. And that was where all the focus was to the point where Bill Clinton, then the president, erected uh, some fencing along that border. And San Ysidro. That shut down a lot of the crossover. And, it and did have an effect where they just moved east. They said Arizona and Texas became the main crossing. And point. they still are because since then we've had a lot of administrations that don't respond to this. Obama, and George well, W. Be, Bush. And, because you still have both parties pushing illegal immigration for different reasons. The Republicans are still corrupted by the, their business donors who want labor, labor slaves. They yes. want cheap slaves coming over the border, and you know the, what? The, all the uh, all the the chicken factories, for example, have been hiring illegal aliens by the thousands under dreadful, painful working conditions, making next to nothing, treated like Uyghurs in China. Yeah, I remember Chuck Schumer 
the Democrat U.S. senator said, well, you know, the birth rates are down. America needs an infusion of people to take the jobs and build. But the problem with that is it's lopsided. It's too many poor people. Mm -hmm. Remember Trump tried to do that uh, merit based legal immigration plan that didn't go very far yeah, but that, that, it's something that, that canada has yeah that 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 that's just the cover story schumer is just blowing gas out of his rear end because the real thing is the democrats want to create an underclass that uh, is beholden to them and eventually will vote for them you know the master plan is to get everybody amnesty and get them all becoming democrats that's their plan the republicans don't care about illegal aliens voting for them at any point, they just want to uh, please their corporate masters. Yeah, but apparently some of that could backfire, as we've seen in the last couple of elections, that Latinos are sometimes voting Republican. That, They're not going with the playbook. That was unexpected. There were uh, there were big best-selling books written uh, in the early 2000s that the Democrats were going to get a permanent majority. And, and the guy who wrote one of the books, a guy named Roy Teixeira, has written several columns recently to say he was wrong, like he didn't he didn't see this coming. In fact, neither party saw it coming. And so now now it's changed, and now the Hispanic working class is increasingly becoming a big pillar of uh, the Republican Party. So Pete Ducey from Fox News caught up with uh, Biden today. You're going to hear helicopter noise, but he basically asked Biden, uh, "Don't you think on this trip to Arizona today, it's about uh, semiconductor production?" You should maybe take a look at the U.S. border there. Here's how it went. Why, why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there are more important things going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. There are more important things to go, that are going on. We, that was Biden's uh, yeah. response. The world has to accept that he doesn't care, and this is the plan, that they're, they're not upset by this. You know, they'll sit there and nod along as you call them all kinds of names and lay all kinds of accusations, and they're just going, yeah, 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 go ahead, have your fit. Too bad. We're in charge. It's The policy's not changing. They don't care about the women and children who die, who get raped. They don't care about the poor kids that are pouring into the overburdened school systems. They don't care about people living in the streets. They don't care. They've got a, a, a longer game that they're playing. Well, the Border Patrol tweeted out, Visiting an ice cream shop, very important. Visiting our border where illegal immigration, deaths, escapes, and fentanyl smuggling set new records nonstop with thousands dying as a result. President says not important. By the way, don't dismiss all the woke activists, many of whom work on Biden's staff, who think the bigger issue than all of it is that America is an illegitimate capitalist nation and has no right to all the wealth it has. And everyone else in the world has a right to come here and access a piece of it. That is a big driver of their ideological beliefs. That they, they think it is a moral duty to let the poor people in and have their, have their little, uh, little bit of pie. Now, on a related subject, believe it or not, maybe you've heard this before, but two U.S. senators say they have crafted a bipartisan immigration bill which will allow the DACA kids to get a pathway to citizenship and they will bolster border security. Don't we always hear that when there's an amnesty? Oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll bolster, we'll bolster border security, uh, even though we're giving out an yeah, amnesty. It's, it's the, same, the same lame plan they've tried for 20 years. It's not going to go through. Well, they passed one in the Senate some years ago, but it went nowhere in the House. And now that the House is going to be run by Republicans, marginally, this bill won't go even if it passes the Senate. It's, it's not going to go. It, this, is, this is one of these 
cheap headline bills. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, coming up after the news at 5 o'clock, we'll focus on one thing, coyotes. Of course, we had that horrible story which happened on Friday up in Woodland Hills where a father had to rescue his toddler daughter from the grasp of a coyote which was trying to pull the child away. He succeeded, but she suffered some bites and has to have rabies shots. Uh, We'll explain... To Deborah Mark, because that's what we have to do on the John and Ken show. We have to mansplain. <laughs> mansplain. <laughs> well, yeah, what exactly is a problem coyote? That's the term they mm-hmm. use. And, why, and that's why they must die. Why they have to be executed. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Okay. All right. And we also give you tips as to what to do if you come face to face with a coyote, which I did a few months ago. Almost face to face. He was down the path from me, but... I veered off. I wasn't exactly right in front of him, but I saw him clearly walking down the path towards me. But, you know, it was interesting in the tips, and we'll get into this after 5 o'clock, what the person said was, they're on their way to a destination, whatever that is. And I felt like, yeah, this guy looks like he wants to go somewhere. He was in a bit of a hurry. So I just veered out of the way before he even saw me, and there was no encounter. So, all right, so we'll talk about this. They don't actually attack people that often. But if they do, and they become... A problem coyote, they must die. Small things like little dogs, little cats, toddlers, and Deborah. Little ladies. Yeah, little ladies. Ah, (laughs) Those are the four categories. (laughs) You get dragged away. Good luck. Uh, So we'll talk about that coming up at 5 o'clock. Well, it was the turn of the Walmart CEO to go on CNBC Squawk Box today and admit that retail theft is becoming a big issue for the chain. Now, the Target CEO did this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We all know about Walgreens closing a bunch of stores in places like San Francisco. Now, he would not specify which locations have experienced a record high level of shoplifting. But, uh, and I had not seen this story, the El Segundo Times, John, back on November 21st, did a story about stores that are locking up more and more inventory. It was their own oh, little unscientific I've, survey. I, I have definitely seen a lot of that. And it's really frustrating because these same stores no longer uh, employ anyone. Right. There's nobody around. And so you can you can press one of their buttons and it'll go ding, ding. Customer service needed in aisle eight. Customer service in aisle eight. And you could stand there and grow very old waiting for someone to, uh, to waddle up. Well, his name is Doug McMillan. And he admitted that theft has become a major issue for Walmart. And it's going to be a problem because, you know, we have low prices already. But if this continues, we may have to raise prices. We may have to close stores. And the discussion veered back and forth over woke district attorneys. But McMillan wouldn't name anybody specifically. And he wouldn't even name any particular region of the country where this is worse than other places. Uh, It's L.A., New York. San Francisco, San Francisco, Chicago, Chicago. They're all they've all had woke DAs uh, and and they all have record amounts of shoplifting crime and robberies and general theft. It, yep. it, 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 that, that, that's that's what's going on in, in the cities and in the in the in the towns and counties where they have normal district attorneys and normal politicians and police departments. It's not going on. So apparently in that time story, which I clicked, but I hadn't read the whole thing. But uh, they excerpted it here in the Daily Mail. All of the Walmarts that the L.A. Times visited in Los Angeles 
have now partitioned off a portion of their pharmacies where high-priced health and beauty products are sold. If a shopper wants to buy expensive makeup or shampoos, they must enter the partitioned area, pay a cashier before leaving through a narrow exit at the back of the store. Well, that's a good one. I've not seen that yet. Have you two ever seen this going on? A special area where you separately purchase something and then you have your own little exit out? No, I This is to limit the... uh, the people that do the smash and grab, who just run in there and grab stuff and run out the front well, door. You know what I've noticed is some stores have very um, cleverly oriented their entrances away from the street. Like there's there's a drugstore on Wilshire Boulevard, which used to have an entrance right at the corner. And that entrance is now locked. And there's nothing but a solid wall as you walk down Wilshire. It's practically a block long. The entrance is on the side street, and then you have to turn into the parking lot. And that's how you get in. But the vagrants off the street can't run in there anymore. And then I saw this. Where did I see this? Oh, yeah, I went I went uh, to a pet store, one of, the, one of the big pet chains, and this one was on Ventura. And I, I, I had the address in my GPS, right? And I got there, and it's like, well, it's not here. Where is it? <laughs> right? I'm looking up at Google, and, yeah, it's open now, and it's supposed to be at this address. They turned off their lighted sign, their window. <laughs> they they have a solid wall in front of the sidewalk, and then the windows above it, they have tray, uh, 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 shelves of merchandise stacked up so that you can't see inside as to what the store is. And there's no lighted sign. And you have to pull down the side street, then make a right into the parking lot, and there's the entrance on the inside. And I think, and this is not a coincidence, this must no. be the new uh, security measures. I go into a lot of stores, even grocery stores, where they close off one entrance now, especially later in the day. Yeah. So you can only enter through, so they can just keep an eye on the one door. Yeah, that's what my local grocery store has, with a security guard there. Yeah, they actually block it with shopping carts, so you can't walk out that way, you can't even try, and you try to go in, the doors just don't open, yeah. the sliding doors. Yeah, that's almost exactly what I have. They have a maze of shopping carts, and, and, and like this metal uh, turnstile barrier, too. Uh, apparently men's underwear was also locked up in several locations that the Times reporters visited. So to buy a pair of boxers at a store in Burbank, they had to wait eight and a half minutes to get an employee to open up the plexiglass case. And then it goes on to talk about uh, Los Angeles has seen robberies up 11% over last year. Burglaries up nearly 13%. Car thefts up 8%. Personal thefts up 14%. And then it mentions that robbery arrests are only up 2.7%, and burglary arrests are actually down 5%. So that's where the story turns to Gascon. And his uh, lack of interest in putting people through the court system. Remember, the big word that they use out there is uh, a way to defer somebody to some other, like intervention and rehabilitation. Well, they they don't have... They don't have jail anymore. Diversion program. Even if you get convicted of a misdemeanor, there's no jail. No. And, 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 and diversion programs are phony. All the names they have for this stuff is phony. There's no rehabilitation. There's no diversion. It's you're back out on the street. Go and steal again. Right. In, in reality, that's what it is. And one of the things that I wish everybody in the media, for example, would stop playing along, except the media is all woke and stupid. Stop playing along with all the phony terms. Right? There's no diversion. There's no rehabilitation. It's, it's catch and release. Catch, release, and steal. That's the program. And they, yep. look, they don't care. I mean, if Walmart doesn't have the clout, if Walmart doesn't have the political juice, 
to stop this than nobody does. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after the news at 5 o'clock, we will talk coyotes. We had that story over the weekend of a little girl who was attacked, right? They're like in her own front yard on the sidewalk by a coyote. This is in Woodland Hills, but her father quickly came to the rescue because he was nearby. Uh, We'll talk about problem coyotes, what to do if you encounter a coyote, coyote stuff. We'll also update you on the election in Georgia for that Senate seat, the runoff, and what we know today about the Idaho college student murders, which isn't a lot more than yesterday, but there are a few things to go over as police are carefully examining the timelines involved with these four who were murdered. There were two in one place, the two girls, and then the couple were in another place where they went to a frat party. Part of their evening is missing, though, and they're trying to piece together where they were earlier in the evening. That could be a clue to possibly what happened and who killed them. We'll get into all this. Really, after three weeks, they still don't know what the girls were doing that evening. They know what the two girls were doing. They were at a party, and then they stopped at that food truck. But the 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 boy and the girl, they're not sure where they were earlier in the evening. Then they ended up at a frat party, and then they went home. So that's what they're trying to figure out. Uh, Well, we'll warm up for the Coyotes by talking about a story Deborah Mark forwarded. She's pretty excited that they they apparently have uh, arrested a bunch of people involved in a poaching crew in Ventura County. California Fish and Wildlife Game Wardens have busted an alleged poaching ring that spans several years and involved the cooperation of a local grocery market. And yes, you may have guessed what that means. They were selling the animal meat to the grocery market. Oh. Um, they're called the e-bike crew. Six men believe responsible for dozens of illegal kills of local wildlife. Like what kind? Bears. Deer. You see, when you get the license to hunt... You are limited. Restrictions on the amount of animals that can be taken throughout the year. Venison really tastes good. To prevent overhunting. That is a good meal. But that's they not had, the point. They had insider help. And that's how they got away with this. Apparently, an employee uh, by the name of Junavinto Reyes Guerrero, the operator of a fish and wildlife licensing desk located within a market called Lizette's Market in Piru. And apparently, he helped them falsify and reprint hunting mm. tags to allow them to skirt California's hunting regulations and harvest more animals than legally allowed. <laughs> there, there's always a government worker you can bribe. Sure, he probably got a cut of all this. There's always one available. And they'll let you know, too. They'll drop the hint. He regularly reprinted tickets, blaming it on poor print quality. It, in reality, though, he was giving the men involved in the poaching group, additional tags mm-hmm. to hunt more animals. Terrible. Oh, you Terrible. Gotta... Well, they're, they're hunting it to eat, though, right? No, they were selling some of the uh, food to a market. Oh, well, someone's going to eat it. These aren't hungry people that are starving and, and, and shooting or <laughs> killing animals so that they, they don't go hungry. I don't know. It's... So some of it was for entertainment. They apparently posted pictures. On social media. Yeah, there is one that I saw. Yeah, yeah, those guys I don't get. They, you have to eat what you shoot. Oh, they were doing all this for profit and fun. Um, but they found out that their hunting tags were coming from this Lizette's market. 
In total, 64 tags were found to have been reprinted. More than 120 tags were never reported. And this guy, I guess, because this is up in a more rural area of Ventura County, they actually had a fish and wildlife desk inside the market. Well, and who's and who's going to know? Uh, I, for, so during the search, they discovered dozens of trophies, antlers, animal skulls. Oh, jeez. Oh, like among a, them a skull of a mountain lion. Was this like a satanic ritual site? And they tried to pass it off as a bobcat, but because hunting mountain lions is strictly prohibited in California. And then, oh, they found, of course, metal slashing weapons that are affixed to the feet of chickens so they can cockfight. Oh, God. Wow. Is Ray freezers were searched and a bunch of deer and bear meat was found. Does Ray uh, know this place? Have you eaten? I've never eaten bear meat. Oh, I, really? God. No, I don't think you would find it in most. John's right that deer meat is kind of venison. Yeah, it's really good. No. It's no, popular I, enough. But I, uh, uh, Well, Ken and I used to live in a town, our first job in Pennsylvania was a town where they had an annual uh, deer hunting weekend. And my first day on the job, I'm driving down the one main street. And I see a long army of guys in bright yellow and orange vests, reflector vests, and they're all holding big guns. And I, and I had never seen a gun in my life. It's like, holy crap, what is this? <laughs> they were all armed. They're all marching single file down the street, and they're headed for the hills, and they were going to shoot deer all weekend. And then uh, 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 I, I lived with a family for a time, and the guy had a ton of deer meat in the freezer. Oh. And he'd yell at his wife to make uh, the deer steaks every night. Nice guy. Yeah. John thought it was tasty. I, they would invite me. I love deer. Yeah. Well, you'd, you'd love it on a... No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Never. He'd love it as a filet. Well, I believe we're in the right situation because I do believe that animals left to their own devices will overpopulate. Mm. So hunting, in some cases, is a necessary evil, Deborah Mark. However, in this case, these guys tried to take advantage of... I disagree, Ken. <laughs> All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. So there. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice see a plan for complete terms open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.